One Earth Podcast. <laughs> Girl KJ. And then I got my sis Strawberry. Yeah, <laughs> building. How you feeling, sis? Pretty good. <laughs> Say what? You feeling pretty good? You feeling as always. <laughs> You know, today, man, we, we coming in here talking about, like, a real topic, you know what I'm saying, that's affecting a lot of people, and they don't really know what to do, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so tonight, we're going to be talking about, like, domestic violence, and sis, let them know, you know, got the floor, talk to them. Alrighty, I was in an abusive marriage for eight years, and it was pretty hell. I was isolated from my friends. He isolated me from my family. So when I say isolated, I mean, if I try to go hang out with my best friend or my mom, he'd be like catching an attitude or, oh, we ain't got gas. But he would have gas to go wherever he wanted. But anytime I wanted to go get close to my friends or family, he would make it as difficult as possible. Um, to the point where he knew I would just say, well, fine, forget it. I just, I, I guess I won't go. So that would be like another family function and I missed, or, you know, just more time that I missed away from the people that I was supposed to be around. And then the reason they, they do that they do this is so you can't go and talk to people because they know if you go and talk to your best friend or your, you know, your family, your mom, your dad, whoever, they're going to tell you to leave. You know, they're, they're not going to want to see you in that. And they're going to try to convince you or do what they have to do to get you to leave that situation. So they feel like if they keep you isolated, <laughs> then they don't have to worry about any of that. And so in my situation, it was very easy for him to isolate me because I didn't have any family, any blood relatives down here in South Carolina with me. So it was a lot harder for me to just pick up and leave because I didn't have anybody that I felt (laughs) in my family that was close enough because everyone lived 18 hours away in Indiana. And so um, anytime that I would try to leave, I would end up feeling bad for him within a day probably and then come right back. So if I did leave somewhere, I'd probably go to one of my homegirls' houses. <clears throat> Trying to go to one of my homegirls' houses until I didn't calm down. Get calmed down, and he would call me or text me, and he was a very good talker. And so he can convince you of a lot of stuff. And so he would convince me to come back home, that he didn't change, he ain't going to do it again, or he only did it because he was drunk. Or he only did it because he was mad, you know, and come up with every excuse in the book but the truth. <clears throat> and so I would come back because I'm a, I'm a good person. I'm a forgiving person. I try to do unto others as I would have others do unto me. That was something that I really lived by. Um, <clears throat> and then I, I, I wanted him to be the person that I thought he could be. Mm. So I would see him with rose-colored glasses, basically. So I didn't see the situation for what it was. 
you know, it was a diluted version. It was a softened version because I couldn't picture him in that light, even though that's what was happening. And so I would defend him to people, you know, because people besides the, the physical abuse, there was also infidelity. And so I would let my friends know about the infidelity. And so that was already, you know, I'm trying to stand up for him. They're letting me know, well, you're too good for this. You need to leave. But once again, I'm trying to be a good, forgiving person. And I'm like, well, no, that was just one time, you know, end up going back. <clears throat> and so um, it was a lot of incidences like that. The police officers, whenever they would get called out to the house, it it was not what you would think. Um, they would seem like they were annoyed or like in my situation on uh, one of the cops that came out to one of our incidences actually knew him and was his former like football coach and so he was like you know talking to him and you know laughing and having a grand on time reminiscing the whole time he just whooped my tail and you're conversating with him so it's like well shoot the police ain't trying to help me you know because <laughs> How the hell, you know, I'm I'm the one. And then when I spoke up for myself in front of that police officer, he was like, well, ma'am, if you don't call down, calm down, I could arrest you and him. And I could cause um CPS and get your kids taken away from you. And I'm like, well, shit, you know, they tell you, you know, if something you can call the police that the police know they're supposed to be there to protect you. But then when it's actually time, they don't do anything. <clears throat> so then that makes you kind of not really want to leave because it's like well if I don't have a good support system if the police ain't gonna help me you know where am I supposed to turn when I need to get out of here and so some people will get discouraged and just not go at all and now you're stuck in a situation because you feel like there's not a way out but it really is a way you just have to know the resources and something I would tell people Um, if I had advice to give somebody that needs to get out that situation is leave right now and go to a woman's shelter. So if you have kids, your kids can come too. That's even better, you know, and the homeless shelter, they will pay for everything. They will, you know, um, buy you clothes, get your kids clothes. You will have somewhere to sleep. They will feed you three meals a day. You know, they will help you with job resources, they will help you with housing once you're out of the shelter. Um, and so a lot of people um, that I'm close to, whenever they call me with that same similar situation, I'm like, well, just go. And they're like, well, I'll call next week. And I'm like, well, don't call next week because if you say you're going to call next week, nine times out of ten, you're going to change your mind. They're going to be done talk you into changing it or you're going to start feeling, feeling bad for that person and you're not really going to go through with it. But if you do it while you're still in the feeling, in the moment, go ahead and just leave. Um, if you don't have a ride, <clears throat> it, it's got to be um, somebody, you know, that can come at least take you. Right. Um, once you're out of there, you're good. They do not, the shelters, they do not give out addresses. Um, they don't allow male visitors or, you know, certain type of visitors, and then they have gates where you have to show your ID if you do come, you know, so can't nobody pop up on you, you know, they're not going to track you down because you're not, your name is not even in the service. So it's like um, um, anonymous type thing. 
Um, when I left my situation, my option was to go to a domestic violence shelter. Um, I had already spoke with the people. They said basically all I had to do was show up um, or go live with my granny who actually lived right around the corner from the shelter. Um, and so I ended up going to stay with my granny. But if that was not an option, I was definitely going to the shelter because I had no other options. That was just the best thing. That would have been the best thing for me is just to start over. If you're worrying about starting over, don't because I did it <laughs> with two little small babies, you know, and it's, is you know, people psych themselves out and they end up changing their mind and not leaving. But I promise you that the peace that you find afterwards is going to be completely worth it. It's going to be completely worth it. And you're going to have to start valuing yourself and stop believing you're not good enough or, or that you deserve to be treated like that because that is not normal. I thought that was normal for a very, very, very long time. I witnessed it growing up with my parents, you know, so it it is not normal. There are people out there that will treat you good, that will love you right. You just have to leave that toxic situation. And once you do leave your toxic situation, your blessings are just going to come rolling in. <laughs> wow. That's deep. That's really deep because, you know, a lot of people, you know, are just so comfortable in that situation, even though mm -hmm. they know that they're not safe, mm -hmm. but they're comfortable where they're getting hurt. Right, right. And some people will tell you, you know, well, go ahead and pray about it and or go to therapy or, you know, whatever. But in the long run, yeah, that that great. But in the moment, you need to get out there now because you do not know when the let you know when that time is going to be the last time. So you don't know if he could kill you or she could kill you or whoever. That could be your last day alive. So you need to get out of there. Do not procrastinate when it comes to your life. <laughs> you know what is? Mhm. Mm the best place for us to go. You feel what I'm saying? In my spirit right now, it's telling me to go to Facebook live. You feel what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's really telling me to go to Facebook Live because you speaking some real facts. Mm-hmm. And it's coming from personal experience. So that's the best part. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well we can we can head on over there if you want. Yeah, because it's like, man, you, you speaking some real I want I want people to hear right now. I know somebody out there don't need this. So, mm -hmm. so. Oh, yeah. it's always it's gonna be people that you don't even know, you know, that's really watching you that you speaking to, and they're gonna come to you on the side and let you know that hey, you were saying the right thing because this is what I'm going through. All right. <laughs> so domestic violence is never right, okay. It's never right. So if I'm in a domestic violence situation, please get out of there. Please, you know what I'm saying? Value your life, value your kids' life. You matter. You matter. You matter. I want you to know that you're loved, you're worthy, you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're strong, you're a survivor, you're a woman. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna wrap it up for for this this segment. You feel me? I appreciate you, sis. Let them know. Let them know. Like, I appreciate. No problem. Always. For real, man. So, yeah, I'll be hearing more for sis for sure. You know, that sis strawberry. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so you most definitely be hearing more from her. And like I said, this is um, why not us podcast and. Peace and blessings to all y'all.